one. There it is, right on time. Woo! And we're ready to rock and roll, ladies and gents. Man, we got a guest from across our big pond, our closest giant pond. So let's jump into that here in a sec. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros! <laughs> what up, ladies and gents? It's that fire intro time. It's the fire intro time, and it's also... S-H-I-T. So, so happy, happy Thursday. Thursday. At least for us. This, this fire is so appropriate because it is a hot one here in San Diego. We've got our AC, but it's about even hotter on the Business Bro Pod. Such an amazing guest lined up for our listeners today. Our guest today is host of LifeUpEducationTV.com, an entertainment education show featuring incredible stories of high achievers across a wide variety of industries. On her show, our guest interviews people who live their lives passionately over and over, regardless of their failures. She herself is passionate about teaching others how to turn that failure into skill and achieve even higher results. So tune in today to hear about her three layers of mental transformations for success brain conditioning, and the mechanics of creating decisiveness. Without further ado, from LifeUpEducationTV.com, welcome to the show, Natsune Oki! Natsune, hey, welcome to the show. Yeah, wow, thank you very much for the introduction as well. That was really awesome. So, we like to have fun. For us, Ham, it's S-H-I-T, so happy it's Thursday. But for our guests, it's not Thursday at all. What day is it over there? Oh, it's, it's Friday. <laughs> what? Yes. So tell our audience, why is it Friday for you and Thursday for us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still early in the morning. Oh, not, not dark early, but usually I'm a night person. So this morning I was like really struggling. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hope I'm not gonna fuck it up. <laughs> no, I know you're gonna be you're gonna do just fine. So where are you? Where are you right now? I'm in Tokyo. In Tokyo, Japan. Wow. So that's the big that's the big uh the the big island across the pond for uh, from us. Uh, what's wh- what got you into the whole life of education? I want to know first of all. Tell me what that is, and then how you got into it. Yeah, uh, Life of Education TV is just like you guys. Like it's a platform where I interview people from all walks of life. Uh, I'm very inspired by the post. Uh, how can we advance the possibility of humanity? And I want to talk about that from a perspective of science and arts because there's a difference. And basically, uh, the media channel for me to broadcast that message is the Life of Education TV. Nice. Uh, how, yeah. Yeah, so so when you're when you're doing your show, are you are you is, is there specific people that you're looking for to be on your show, or uh, or do you have like a? I mean, you, the 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 subject could be very broad because there's a lot of people doing great things uh, around the world in different aspects of mm-hmm. life. So, are you looking for specific people? Uh, I'm looking for people who can talk about uh, mind a lot because I believe that mind is the biggest asset you have and also the biggest block you could have. Um, so I'm looking for people who 
like regardless of their profession, like someone who has a very strong mindset, like mindset, um, and someone who can talk about even like a physiology, like a body and mind connection. I believe there's a you know connection there. Um, so yeah, like an I actual physical about, connection. Yeah, I usually yeah. think about their personal experiences, like their life story, um, and then kind of extract what kind of mindset they have, and then that's gonna allow us to unlock our full potential. Um, and also, sometimes I would invite guests like a, you know, brain person, like a neurologist or like a, you know, someone who knows how the body works and then yeah. how that leads to mind and stuff like that. <clears throat> Some of that mind stuff is super, super interesting. I mean, when you start to really get into things on how your mind works, um, I, I read a book the, uh, this last month called Limitless by, by a guy named Jim Quick. And, and he's talking a lot about learning, how our mind and how we as individuals actually learn. Uh, and, and, and some of the techniques that he shared in his book are, were super powerful to me. I mean, I'm listening to it as I run, as an audio, doing some of these activities uh, and I can imagine if I was, you know, reading this book or implementing it where I pick up a pen and write down some of the things and strategies that he was talking about, how much more the mind can retain. Because the mind, you know, is the way he explains it is more like a muscle. It's not, I used to always think the mind was like a hard drive, right? And I would fill my mind with all kinds of crap. Like I know all kinds of movie quotes. I know all kinds of like song lyrics. I know all kinds of cool stuff like that, which is cool for me, but has no real use in life right and so i would think at some point i'm going to have my mind full of all this stuff and it's going to get so full i won't have any other room to put anything else in it and and the way he described it was like it's, it's not really like that it's more like a muscle where you know when you work out you you uh you get to a point where you can no longer lift a weight for example and your your body your 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 muscles finally fatigue and they fail and then they get sore and they rebuild and then they're stronger. Now you can go back and you can lift that weight a little more and you can do a little more reps and you continuously do that. And your mind works a lot the same way. But we kind of waste away our thought process in a lot of uh, mundane activities these days. What do you think about some of the interactions we have, you know, things like social media, things like YouTube videos, things like, you know, audio podcasts. There's so many of them that aren't uh, – brain enriching they're just time consumption how, how do you think we we should balance those out or what, what, what's your opinion on that so for me it's actually a really interesting point that you brought it up like the way i look at it so i also have a book uh, within the same domain i call it the game of self-domination uh, there's a reason that i call called it as the game of self-domination that is because i also think that resilience is a key like if you want to get your mindset like right, you can't just do training one time and then just like rely completely on that training and just call it good, you know? Mm -hmm. Like you're the one who's responsible to get your mindset right, like at any time, right? And then in order for you to do that, you have to keep dominating yourself. You have to keep dominating your mind. You have to keep controlling your mind, right? Like I don't know if control or controlling is a right a correct word but really the point is you have to put in the training and then you can't just be like you can't just expect one thing would it just like uh let you change forever right I think so, you're talking about like discipline, right? Where where you yeah. have a it, like it, it's it's like when I you know when I, I I talk about getting up and you know I wake up at 4:20 in the morning to get my workout and stuff started, right? And and 
there's not a day goes by, especially lately, where my alarm goes off and I'm like, yes, I'm ready to get up. Woohoo! Like, I don't like it, right? Yeah. But I've disciplined myself that I know, I know this is my time that I'm going to get this done. If I don't do it at this time, it probably won't get done. So I have a discipline set, a discipline mindset, and I try to forward think at that point. When I, when I hit that struggle, when I hit that point of I don't want to do something, I try to think, what's it going to feel like when I'm done? Right? How good am I going to feel when it's over? And 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 that kind of gets me at least in the in the in that moment to pop out of bed and get moving. But it's it's difficult, and and, and I try to use that with a number of different tasks in the day because there's going to come a time, you know, you you're working and it's you know you look at the clock and it's three o'clock, but you gotta you don't get out till five o'clock. Like how do you push through those points? Or or worse, you get out of work and you're done with your job, and now you got to put in the extra hours for your side hustle. Right, because mm-hmm. you want to build that. How do you get the motivation to keep going? Yeah, so that's another interesting point um, that you mentioned. So, you know, the way I look at it, I actually explain the importance of self-awareness, and um, the way I explain it is, I borrowed this quote from the ancient Greek philosopher Aristotle, where he says, "Happiness is uh, happiness is a virtue activity of the soul." So which mm. is to explain that your ultimate happiness is not um, to be quote unquote la- lazy, right? Like there's a, one thing I say to people is that you're not lazy, you're just lost. So mm. people, people are meant to be like a purpose-driven animal, right? Like we're a purpose-driven animal and we, we want to find purpose. We want to be driven by the purpose. So come back to the point of the quote, like a lot of us tend to think that there's a, so two motivation that motivates us to create any action, right? Um, is either leeward and threat. And a lot of people tend to look at them being in the opposite side of the spectrum. But in reality, leeward only exists in the extension of threat. So by only by facing your challenges, only by um, facing your adversities, hardships, that's going to glow you, that's going to expand you in the direction you want to grow only then you can truly find who you really are you can truly i guess have the opportunity to think about what you like who you are about what you want to stand for and that's going to make you stronger in the direction you want to grow and once again back to the quote that's what he means like the ultimate happiness can be only achieved when you overcome adversities and then only by then you can truly, you're able to truly meet who you really are and your full potential. So whenever I have that. I felt that it was a good moment to drop in that struggle because you, what you're talking about right there, what you're talking about struggle and the when I play that clip, struggle has such a negative connotation to it. So I, I teach high school students. I teach math. And that is the almost worst subject to teach students at uh, at the high school level because at, a lot of times at this point – they have they have really uh, struggled with that concept, and at least you know in 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 our culture, they've told themselves that they're not good anymore, right? They they're like, I don't like math. I'm not good at math. This is not something that I enjoy doing, and so they don't take on a struggle as something that's fascinating anymore. When they were younger, 
right? All mm -hmm. of us, when we're younger, we come across a problem and we're encouraged and we're excited about figuring out how to solve that problem. We, we love the fact that an idea pops in our head. Literally, I was having a conversation with teachers just a little while ago, and we're trying to get our kids to have a productive struggle, right? So how, mm -hmm. how can we get them to enjoy the, the aha moments? And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and I explained how and there's sometimes where I come across a problem and I think I have a solution. And so I go and attack it and I'm excited. I'm like, ooh, ooh I think I know the answer. And I go over here and I try to do it and I realize, oh, I didn't get it right. But that little excitement of trying to, of thinking that you have a solution, that's your mind processing something and figuring out, look, it, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't work. And the fact that you didn't work, you actually did learn something. You might not have gotten the solution that you were looking for, but the struggle part and the, and the act of not getting the solution, you learned what not to do. And that is vital in, in, in anything we do in life as well as even survival. I mean, when you- That's good. One less thing. Okay, exactly. Like if you go if you go back to to just us in survival, like those those are the things you know. Knowing don't go into that cave because you could die. You know, don't walk into that you know into that forest because or don't eat that fruit because that one gives you hives. Like you learn things not to do, and those are beneficial to you going forward. Learning doesn't mean that you're successful every time. And I think it's all about context too. And then I completely agree with you. I think it's all about context too. Like just because one certain situation, I mean, situations and times and everything changes. So maybe mm -hmm. next time you have like it, it will work. Who knows, right? But that's just the key of like being okay uh, with, I guess, being fluid and being emotionally intelligent and uh, being innovative. And I think this is definitely one of the most required characteristics for you to have if you want to be a successful business leader in this era, especially. Well, you've talked to a lot of people in, in the mind space, right? And, and I'm wondering, what have you heard from, from, from professionals when you come across someone who quote unquote lacks motivation, right? They, like they're struggling to get forward or, or to go forward, or maybe they're dealing with uh, some sort of emotional scarring. Maybe, you know, for example, uh, you know, you have somebody who really loves to draw, but in the third grade, the teacher told them, oh, sorry, that doesn't look good. And they're forever scarred that they will, that they're not good artists. Like how does one begin to overcome that? And I mean, I don't know if you know, but if you've talked to anybody that's told you, you know, how do, how do we begin to overcome some of these um, self-inflicting thoughts of ourselves that prevent us from moving forward? See, I think it's, once again, that is linked to why I named my book The Game of Self-Domination, because I think literally everything starts from within. Like, you don't necessarily have to look for answer outside. That comes in a second phase. Like, the really, the first responsibility is on you. Like, you mm -hmm. got to realize whatever you are struggling um, is, like, like you, you have to really want it. You can't pick it. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I can't just, like, tell someone, like, you're doing something wrong. Like, that doesn't have to be true to them. Like, it has to be true to them if they want to change it, right? So I think, really, the first step is to recognize their own truth. And you can't fake that. Like, you can't just follow, oh, just be just because the society is telling me that me being this way is wrong i want to change it no no it doesn't work like that you have to really really want to change it from inside so that being said 
in the other way to say it is that you don't have to want to change something you don't necessarily see the need of changing it you know i like that because uh you know i'm, I'm looking at, at the the comments as they come in and my wife comments on here she's like just do it like that, that's what I tell people all the time. You want to change something, just do it. And and it sounds so easy. It sounds so simplistic when you're telling somebody else to do something that requires them to change, right? And 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 one of the things I think comes with uh, with maturity as an individual, uh, especially for me. One of the ways I remain uh, positive in a lot of the things I do is I realize that my perspective is just limited to me. Right. Like uh, what other people think, what other people do, how other people act, that's going to be completely on them. And I can choose to let their actions uh, dictate my emotions. I can choose to let their actions dictate what I'm going to do, or I can choose to understand that that is that is who they are. And I I can completely share my message. And, And today, the message that I'm sharing may not be the message they're ready to accept. But five years down the road, when when their situation changes, like you were saying, it's you know situational. Maybe at that point, the message that I'm sharing with them now makes sense. Now they're in a position where there's clarity in their in their uh, in in their objective. Now they know who they want to become, or they know where they want to go. And because of that, now the message that I share with them all all of a sudden makes sense. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Yeah. I mean that's some that's some crazy stuff. Like when you when you start thinking about that, because I, I always I always say things like uh, you know if you want to get ahead in this world, you got to learn to give value, right? Give of yourself, give of your time, give of your give of you freely. But on the flip side, I really do understand. Like in my mind, the world revolves around me, and 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 when I say that, it sounds super selfish, but it but it really does. I choose who I want to associate with. I choose how I want to see the world. And I also realized that when my life's over, the story for me ends. The only right. thing that continues is the legacy that I left behind for those who care to to you know partake in whatever message I've left, right? But because I know that the world revolves around me, I choose what comes around it. I choose where my solar system is, right? I choose what planets are around me, what what circles I'm going to be in, and and I just I know that I'm choosing to keep uh to keep that positive mindset to to have that discipline to keep myself in good health to educate myself on a regular basis all those things are are a choice mm-hmm. is that you think that's how uh how people would describe mindset when you talk when you talk to uh when you talk to people and guests on your shows or or in your book is it is mindset like a self-absorbed or a conceited or a you know a single-minded concept mm. I think, actually, the way it, it was very interesting that you put it out that way because I usually explain it in the other way around. Like when I talk about like, so what can we do when we just don't feel like it? When when we you know when we get rejected, when we feel like you know we're disappointed ourselves. Like how can we create the perseverance to keep going, keep striving, right? And whenever that question comes up. I guess it's just another way to frame whatever you just said is that I say, well, you have to firstly understand that the world um, doesn't, um, doesn't revolve around you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be interdependent. You like there's a there's a difference uh, between being independent and being interdependent. 
So when you're interdependent, you understand that you're part of the bigger system, like you're mm -hmm. part of the uh, bigger universe. And really, like, there's another concept that was kind of interesting to me. It's analogy. Well, actually, it's like a, uh, from the quantum physics, basically, they say, uh, you know, like, even though I look like solid right now, and then mm -hmm. you look like solid, like, we're just like a small particle moving really fast. So right here, I'm just like really high density. I have a very high density, right? This is why you can see me as a matter. This is why you can see me as like a solid matter. But in reality, we're just like a small uh, particles moving, right? Like in the world. Yes. So if, yes. You, if you see it like that, like there's no really like a separation between us. Like we're still part of the one thing, right? So when we recognize that, nothing like either positive or negative, nothing happened to you is personal at all. Like it, it's never about you, right? Like you, when you recognize, I guess when you're able to see the universe from that, like a macro perspective, you kind of notice that, wow, wait a minute. Like I felt like this was very personal. This, whatever happened to me, that's like discouraging me right now um, is about me, right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, that's the only perspective, as you said, we know through the lens of our each individual um, experience. But once again, like, even though we look like separated entity right now, like we're whole, like the whole world is corrected. And then when you, when, when you look at the world like that, like once again, like nothing is ever about you, right? So when you're able to see the world that way, you, you kind of, you can kind of like create this peace in mind and then also detach yourself from the situation too much and don't take anything personally. And I think that's very important. Like you have to be emotionally intelligent. Like it's never about you, right? And I think that's, that's one of the uh, methods that I've been using, like mindset-wise, that works very well with me. You know, I find that that concept right there where you are emotionally, uh, emo you have that emotional IQ, um, I think it often gets misconstrued with uh, you're emotionally disconnected because that's not necessarily the case. It's not that you don't feel. You do feel. You just, uh, you're able to uh, put those feelings in, in compartments, right? Like you feel them at a certain time. You're able to rationalize what the situation is. And that's not easy for a lot of people to do. I mean, that guy, you know, that this guy over here, this guy over here, yeah, that guy, he wears his heart on his sleeve, man. Like my son is the same way. If something is bothering him, he 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 can't hold it inside. Oftentimes, he'll he'll boil up in tears. He'll emotionally break down. He'll shut himself, you know, away from everything, and then he'll compose himself. Right? He'll get over his his situation, and then he'll move forward. But handling those emotional situations, I think often are, you know, are not being able to handle those emotional situations are the types of things that tend to get us in trouble, right? These are the things where when we, when we're unable to handle our emotions in a uh, productive way or in a positive way, we tend to do things that are uh, negative in, 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 well, negative to us and not necessarily, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like where you, you, it, it's suicidal. Can you get there? Yes. But I'm talking, it could be something as simple as when I get frustrated or I get stressed out, I eat. Or, you know, when I, when I feel under pressure, I drink. Or, you know, when I, when I feel stressed, I, I do drugs, you know. And or when you're emotional, things, you lash out at the people that you care most about. You, you scream, right? Or you go and you hit something or whatever that situation mm -hmm. is. It's because we're not able to deal with those emotions 
And I think that is one of the main roots of why people have a lot of these major problems. This is why people end up in financial situations that they're in, in relationship situations that they're in. Uh, and, and we oftentimes when we see them, we're always pointing the finger at somebody else. When you listen to, to the words that people like that use, it's always like, well, if it wasn't for that guy or if it wasn't for that person or if that didn't happen to me, you know, those are the types of words that they, that they tend to use. And, and what I try to get across them, and it always sounds insensitive, is no, man, it's, it's your fault. Like it's the way you're thinking. You are always being a victim. You are always letting yourself, you're, you're not acknowledging the power that you have over this world. You're letting the world rule you instead of you realizing that the, that the power that you have in your mind and your own abilities and what you say and what you do, those are the types of things that you need control over. And that's financial, that's, uh, that's emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Once again, the game of self-domination. I, I, I came to the very same conclusion, so that's why I made my book, The Game of Self-Domination, which is really funny. So, and another thing I wanted to say is that actually I, I recently interviewed um, a guy actually from Silicon Valley, and he's like a serial, like a super rock star entrepreneur. He's graduated from Stanford MBA, and also, do you know Y Combinator, the accessorator from San Francisco? Mm-mm. Oh, so uh, there's this accessorator. It's like a top-notch, like the world you need now uh, accessorator. Everybody dream of like getting in because once you're in, you literally hang out with people like Mark Zuckerberg and like all the big guys, right? Um, and then you can get the mentorship from these people, and which is like super amazing, right? Um, Heck yeah. So anyway, so he got into that, and then like the competition is super high. But anyway, so it doesn't have nothing to do with that. I'm just like giving you the context that like you know he has a, a lot of opportunity to uh work and network and uh yeah work with a lot of other entrepreneurs right like people with a like-minded interest like-minded mindset mm-hmm. one of the thing and he emphasized was he always try to find the product and market fit he always try to look at things from the perspective of product and market fit and i very much agree with that like in business also it's never once again like you can't take things seriously and I, I, you can't take things personally and i think the same concept applies in our uh daily like a life application because it's really just finding the con- context where it's valuable like it, mm-hmm. you know it's not personal if you get rejection there you know that's just how it is and there's no more to that there's no less to that it's just how it is that's just what's happening but once again like if you take the same concept and then give it to somewhere else maybe demand supply meets and then you know you become variable in that context so um the point of me bringing this up is once again i think uh, when you're emotionally intelligent, you really realize it's never personal. It's always about the context. That is so. That is so true. The you know the the situation will always dictate what uh, what, what reactions come. And I, I love the fact how you you keep uh, going back to it's, it's not personal. It's not personal. It's not personal. And and I think when we talk to to other individuals who do take things personally, uh, the fact that we say things like that sounds insensitive right it's not personal yeah well i feel bad how do you not feel you know it it, it hurt my feelings you better believe it's personal right i took it personally that guy cut me off 
you know, well, he didn't mean to, he didn't see, well, he better have seen me. Like, like we, we kind of <laughs> don't understand, right? We don't, we, we tend to, to use those emotions. And again, those are the types of things that, that can get us in trouble and we need to find a way to control them. So, you know, in, in your book, um, do you, do you talk about how, you know, uh, uh, any st- strategies or tips to help people get in control of their financial, uh, I, I keep saying financial and of their emotional IQ, so that uh, they can put themselves in a position where they they're dominating. I think it's accumulation of things as well. Like it's not like um, so. I'm not big fan of like a quick, easy tip that's gonna change your life forever. Mm. Like I'm so more true. fan of like a um, accumulation, right? Like I yes. I think it's really um, you know various range of things. And then also experiences that's going to challenge you. And then you have to be uh, very perseverance and consistent of practicing something that works for you to build your own, like uh, build the optimal mindset for you specifically. So in terms of method, it's kind of hard for me to say, like this one thing would just change your life forever. But I think throughout the, all the exercises that I give out in my book, I think people will be eventually ready because... Um, I give like a 15 different exercise and then in between, I would also give you like a different perspective, uh, this different perspective to look at life. So like there, this is another thing, um, you know, people often misdefine uh, the definition of failure and definition of success. I think there's a lot of conversation around let's redefine the definition of failure, but I think Another thing we need to redefine is also the definition of success. So mm. throughout the book, with the exercise, um, I kind of give you different narrative around both failure and success and then kind of get people ready to look at the world in a new perspective, which includes high sense of, uh, which includes having a high sense of emotional intelligence. Yeah, I think... I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it comes down to uh, what you said earlier, which was which was purpose. And, and I'll give you an example. Um, I can say it now because I actually did it and it's, it's over now. But uh, so I, I, I used to not journal at all, right? I used to not uh, take the time at the end of the day, write down my thoughts or anything like that. Uh, and I was reading a book and I can't remember the book that I was reading, but they, they basically said, you know, sit down and, 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 and have a journal. And, and maybe, you know, if you want, it was, it had to do with relationships. So like, if you want to improve your relationship, like with your spouse, for example, um, even if you're in a good, in a good spot, it doesn't matter. Good spot, bad spot. You want to improve the, the position with, with your spouse, uh, sit down and write a journal. And, and in that journal, write about things that you appreciate, that you notice about your spouse and, and, and keep a journal on a regular basis. And the fact that you're writing these things down on a regular basis are the seeds that you're planting in your mind. These are the mm-hmm. thoughts and the things that you're looking for in your spouse. You're looking for the good things, not all the things that they mess up on because we're all humans. We all make mistakes. And if we're mm-hmm. constantly looking for the negative, you'll find it because it's there. But if you're constantly looking for the positive, you'll also find it because it's there too. So I spent, you know, my, my birthday was August 7th. So it just passed. And so last year on my birthday, I decided, you know what, from this point, I'm going to write in a journal to my wife every single day for a year. Right. And so at the next year of my birthday, I'm going to give her this gift and it's going to be a journal. So I wrote her 365 letters essentially. Oh. And, and I did it. So this year for my birthday, I gave her that. Right. 
but you know, for her, it was cool. Like, you know, she was like, Hey, it's not my birthday. Why are you giving me a gift? But you know, and I gave her the gift of the journals, but really what the journals did was give me the gift of her, right? Give me the gift of having her in my life in a positive sense. And not that, you know, we're not perfect. I know I make her mad all the time and I do annoying things all the time. And she, she's the same way, right? I mean, we're, we're human beings. But I took a year to at every every day, every night at the end of the day, I would reflect back on all the good things that she did. And even when we had struggles and, and, and you know, conflicts, fights or whatever about kids and decisions, whatever, I still took the time to write the story, but still find a way to appreciate her. And the gift is truly what it helped me do. And now I have the habit of writing a journal. Right. And, and you know, our relationships in a better spot again all these things. It's the process that you're doing on a regular basis. It wasn't the one time that you sat down and write in the journal. It's the process of doing it on a regular basis. Same thing with working out, same thing with, you know, quitting smoking, same thing with whatever it is that you want to do. The process is going to get you there. So sweet. I think it just got diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, man. That was good. <laughs> No, yeah, but that's very really sweet. Like another thing I um I wanted to say is I, I really like that you uh the fact that you did that because one other thing I say is like the moment you take anything for granted, like you become soft and then you're too soft to win. Like like mm -hmm. the win the moment you become soft, you lose. So you really need to appreciate like whatever happens to you, even negatives, like you need to understand that the more is better. Yeah, and then, hands like, down. Yeah, like even negative, like you know, like this happened to you. That's amazing, right? Like, I mean, it's better than nothing. Like, <laughs> well, first um, of so, all, you're born, right? I mean, it, I, I heard it from Gary Vee. He was like, "It's four hundred trillion to one the odds of you being a human being." So the fact that something so happened funny. to you, at least it happened to you. Like you're here to experience the good and the bad, but you're yeah. here to experience it. Exactly. So I, I really love what you did there. Like, it's amazing. Thank you. I mean, it, yeah. it, but it, it's a, again, everything that we do in life is just the process, right? If you want to fix something, just do it. Like it's, it's really quite simple and, and start off with baby steps. Like that's all I could say is start off with something as simple as that and, and, and stick to it on a regular basis. Tell yourself that this is what you do. Not that you're going to, not that you will. This is who I am. This is what I do every day. I wake up every day at this time. Not that I want to, or I will, or when my alarm goes off, or after the weekend. This is who I am, right? And Be stick real, to it on a regular basis. Do I keep coming back? Or do not. There is no try. <laughs> yes. I love these like little gifts. <laughs> so awesome. no, but They're all the so best part. Like, yeah, like um, you know, once again, I I keep coming back to my title because I think it's just like a I you know on point the point that i want to make the game of self-domination like you know if you want to be leader you have to raise your standard like you have to acquire your activity as part of your standard and you being leader doesn't mean that you're smarter you, you being leader doesn't mean that you figured out everything whereas other people don't like it, it it doesn't work like that like you being leader just simply means that you have high standard and you have higher expectation to you to yourself um, so I love, I love what you said there. So Adrian says soft can be a strength too. Soft can be in tune with yourself. Uh, so well, you protect what is on brand with you and what you stand for. 
Mm, all right. Soft cat. I mean, as long as you're sticking to it, that's that's the thing, right? Is is deciding what what it is that you want to do and sticking to it. it. You don't have to be loud and obnoxious and defiant to everything else. Just know you. And I think that's that's the and, and even trying to figure yourself out, you think you know who you are. You think you know until you realize that oftentimes you're doing things for other people's attention and other people's acceptance, and it's not truly for you. And 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 if you know when you when it comes to uh, you know having that grander purpose, knowing who you are and what you want to achieve, that's what helps you get there. Because if you know who you are and who you want to become, then that decision that you're making on a regular basis is towards that goal. And you're going to incorporate other people around you. You're going to have you're going to have those friends and family and relatives or whatever <clears throat> that are going to support you. Maybe not at the beginning. But as you're consistent in doing what you do, they'll 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 come aboard. They'll realize that this is who you are, and that's a good thing. Natsumi, thank you very much for coming on the program today. I had a lot of fun talking to you today. Yeah, me too. Wow, this was amazing. Like you guys have a <laughs> super awesome setting. Like, wow. Well, th so. thanks, and and I know it's early for you over there in Japan, so thank you very much. I mean, it was it was a good one. Again, I, mindset is huge. It's huge. But uh, yeah, I, I should have had a Donald Trump quote right there. It's huge. <laughs> we need it. We need a Donald Trump line right there. Yeah, exactly. Tiny hands, huge, right? <clears throat> but uh, so so thank you very much for coming on. I mean, I, I, lo I love talking about this topic. I know James does too. It's one of the things that we enjoy talking about. And and you know, we're all learning. We're all learning. So taking one step at a time, ladies and gents. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye bye. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.